All right, welcome back to Dime Boxing with Delco. This is episode 20, our Barry Sanders, Ed Reed episode. Dimes, what's up? We are here for another week. Oh, man, it's great great to be here. Uh, episode 20, indeed. Uh, got a lot of stuff to talk about. I'll let you pick what we lead off with, Delco. Yeah, so we have a awesome guest. Uh, Barry Cards is in the building. Say what's up, Barry. Hello. I'll give you a little intro. So I know Barry from my days of, you know, going to the Dallas card show. And, you know, I just know Barry as the queen of liquidity. She's always got the liquid cards, knows what's hot. um, And that's something I always notice. So uh, say what's up. Give yourself an intro. I wanted to bring you on because you are full time in cards. So give us a little, talk a little bit about what your experience has been being full-time in the hobby. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Yeah, I'm Barry. I go by Barry Nice Cards on all social media. Um, I've been doing this full-time, I want to say almost two years now. So I've definitely been in it since, you know, the boom, like when everything went crazy. And now I guess some people would say the market's kind of coming down to reality. Um, But man, it's been a lot of fun. We've been um able to be out here and go to card shows and meet a lot of people including yourself making a lot of relationships and I honestly think the making of friendships is so much more fun than cards I mean cards themselves are like really fun but just like the friendships and all the different personalities I've been able to meet it's just been it's been a crazy ride to be honest I never thought I'd be here making uh uh, sales with cards with you know men athletes women athletes you know Disney now like uh, it, it's been a lot of fun and it's been a great experience so far I love that because like uh, for me personally like I think I mean throughout my life I wouldn't say I like struggled to make friends but in my adult life especially like post 22 like new friends are kind of hard to come by but ever since I've been in the hobby like it's actually been way easier and I have friends all over the country and to all, a lot of major cities now um, because of the hobby. So I agree with you. I think that's like a, a really underrated uh, part of it. Um, one part. So re- you went to I think you had a show in Kansas City this past weekend. Um, and then I, you've been to a lot of the recent shows. Like what's the vibe recently? Because um, I'm not getting out as much as you. What's the vibe recently recently? in the hobby like are things moving do people have cash in their pockets to spend yeah definitely and it's funny that you say that because adam vilgrass and i we were just talking about how we haven't seen you at a show in a while (laughs) i know i know i know because now i'm like now the company uh is basically paying for it so it's like it's not me anymore paying for it so i i can only go when i really truly like i could go to more but i i have to like actually believe in my heart that it's gonna do well for the company so we've been kind of saving our chips for a really right. big push at the national. So we're yeah. going to be at the national from Tuesday to Sunday, and then we're driving back. So we're okay. going all in for that. At the national then. Yeah. The um, national. Sweet. Yeah. So how card shows are right now, I think it's, they're really in a healthy place. You know, on social media, it's so easy to get caught up with whatever others are saying. And I feel like negativity is always louder than positivity, especially on social media. Um, So with that being said, when people are kind of like talking about doomsday and like, oh, all new sales are like lower than the last sale, 
but you go to a show and it's like a completely different experience. Everyone's happy. Everyone's buying, selling, trading. There's a lot of money in every room and small rooms, bigger shows like Dallas, like every show I've gone to. And, you know, I got a lot of shows. Um, every show that I've gone to, it's been a lot of positivity and it's been liquidity. Everything's been moving, especially football. Anything football right now has been moving like crazy. I can't even leave it in the showcase. So I would say uh, it's in a very healthy place. Card shows are very important to go to, especially um, if, if you, you're looking into doing this full time or even as a side hustle. I think card shows is a is definitely the place people got to go if they're looking to make this uh, a side hustle or full time job. Why do you think that is like what is it about a card show that is more important than kind of like what you could accomplish at online or Instagram or Twitter or eBay? Number one for me is networking. I think being able to go out there and again, making those relationships and even just friendships is so important. Number two is just being able to negotiate with everyone. It's so much easier face to face. Um, I don't, I want to say like, you can kind of read people's facial expressions and really tell if they have room on a card or not. Whereas on your phone, you know, it's easier to say no to people like, no, I don't, I would rather stick to my number, which is fine. But when you're a person, it's just so much easier to negotiate and try to get to the number that you're trying to get to. And uh, just, there's a lot more out there. There's some people, honestly, a lot of the hobby is not even on social media, but they'll go to shows and they'll set up at shows. So you can make, make deals with them. There's, I went to a, a really small show, like 50 tables, I think a couple of weeks ago in Wichita, Kansas. And it was a little bit of a drive for me. And I would never been to it before. And I'm, I'm, so thankful I did because I met a really cool people there. And one of them was a guy. Um, he doesn't do this full time. He does it for fun. And he sat up for the first time because he, had, he breaks a lot and he had a lot of stuff to get rid of. And since he doesn't do it for full time, he was just looking to move a lot. So I was able to make a really good deal with him where he got some cash back and, you know, to hopefully put back into the industry. He said he was going to get into more breaks. So we'll see. But, and I was able to get a lot of cool football cards that I was able to move that same weekend. So just being able to go there, getting more inventory, meeting people is just very important in my opinion. I love that. I think the one thing you said there, I think is super important is like when you go to shows, when you're talking to somebody, you could kind of like get a sense for how bad they want to move or how the show's gone or what's their vibe. Uh, I know me personally, I'm a sucker. Like if if I haven't hit a number and you start talking to me about a card, like, and I really want to move it, like I'll probably, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll get, I'll tell my hand right away. Like, Hey man, like I, I normally was going to say this, but you know, right. 800 will get it done on a thousand dollar card or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and I do, I really think that is, that is super important and that's a skill um to have. Or one thing I've noticed too, is like, if you're at a show and there's one dealer that has a ton of people around them and like, you know, nothing's priced. Right. But somehow they just keep, you just notice like all these people are around them and you're like, what's going on. And you, it's always the case that they're just like picking comps out and giving like 75, 80, you know, just moving yeah. cards, you know, and like, you don't really get to see that fire sale moment happen quite as much if you're not there. Right. A hundred percent. And there's just some also been so many moments where like sometimes vendors don't even price their stickers because there's so many shows right every week. You just don't reprice them. And maybe their comps are from like last year where they're super high. 
just walking up to them and being like, hey, look, like this is what the current market is. I respect if you rather hold on to the card and see if it goes back up. But if you have room or if you're just looking to move it, would you be close in the market? And there's been, you know, for every 10 times that you ask, you might have like two or three successful yeses. And like those three just go a long way, in my opinion. So that that's why it's important to go to a card show. You just never know what inventory is out there. And especially PC cards, like some cool PC cards that might not be on eBay could be at a card show. Yeah, for sure. Um uh, one question I had for you too is we're just going to like, we're going to hit the, the like Barry interview in the beginning of this, which is a little different than our style, but this is the way I want to do this. One. this is um, let's, I want to know like your advice on like, how do you know what's liquid? Cause like, seriously, I like every time I, I, I think of like your stuff, you really have a good pulse on like what is truly liquid in the moment. So is that just you observing at car shows and going to a lot or like, how do you know what's li liquid and like, what's your advice for other people that don't feel like their cards are liquid, but they want to acquire liquid cards? Yeah. So I think the number one thing that I had to learn early on with me doing this full time is to not be biased. And by that, I mean, like, I can't go out there and buy my team, like my favorite players from my favorite team and expect to be moving them super fast because that's not what the hype wants. Like my, the hype does not want my sky more rookie autos. <laughs> right. Um, right. You know what I mean? Like, so that's the key. You, if you want to do this full time and like as a side hustle, you really have to put a lot of time into go. I personally, I go on YouTube and I watch a lot of content creators and just kind of seeing what they're picking up and then also what the comments and the feedback are along with that i go on social media i'm, I'm spending an ungodly amount of, on, of time on social media looking at everyone's pickups looking at what people are kind of prospecting on um and along with that i'm also looking at next year's like free, like during the season i'll look at next year's free agents um a year ago in the middle of the season i noticed mitchell trubisky was a free agent coming up and in my head, I'm like, okay, he was a first round pick. You know, he had some solid moments in Chicago. I'm thinking he's probably going to get a chance somewhere. So in the middle of the season, when no one was caring about him because he was behind Josh Allen, I was picking up his Prism Silvers PSA 10s for like 10 bucks. Well, free agency happened and he got signed to the Steelers. And this was his peak moment where everything shot up. All the Steelers fans are looking to buy Trubisky. Everyone else is kind of contemplating okay he's going to be the starter and you know i made that play those are my sleeper plays but when it comes to like high liquidity liquidity it's just quarterbacks in my opinion like football market is just a beast on its own nothing can compare to it in my opinion i know there's diehard baseball fans and basketball fans that might disagree but in, in my opinion anything quarterback is just super liquid it'll just move yeah i guess everybody just knows like seems like QBs are like the one thing that can shoot up the quickest now. Like, and that's why now it's like, well, why not just, you know, go all in on QBs, they become liquid and then, you know, it just kind of goes, but you can also lose a lot of money on QBs as we've seen with Allen plays. Like, I mean, I can't, uh, Herbert can't tell you how many people lost 50% on Herbert and Allen cards um, from last year to this year. And it's going to happen again. Uh, yep. but, but I know like usually people are kind of, you know, that do this full time are out of that by then. So I thought that was a really good, like one thing that you said there, like getting rid of your, 
your personal team biases. I am really bad at that. Like that is why <laughs> I'm not sure like I'm cut out to do cards full time in the way that you do cards full time. Like seriously, like I, I just, I always skate back towards like me, you know, like it's hard for me not to buy and just be me and not think of, and like truly buy and, and, and put a lot of money in like what other people would want or like, cause I just, I don't know why, like my money's always goes to my opinion, which right. maybe I'm egotistical, but like, you have to be really empathetic to like be in cards full time. And then the other thing I heard from you too, is that there's no shortcuts. You just have to do your research. Like that's how you figure out what's uh liquid. And uh, that it seems like that's probably the number one advice for, you know, doing it full time is to do your research. Is that what you would say? Definitely. There's a lot of hours that honestly I've had to put in every day just and it sucks because you're on your phone all day, you know, you're constantly online trying to see what the next trend might be or what's trending right now. But yeah, there's there's a lot of research involved that maybe not a lot of people think about when they first get into it. Yeah, for sure. All right. So we'll we'll, we'll flip the spotlight off of Barry interrogation there. The I actually guy... I actually had a que- I had a question. No, shoot, so, shoot for like, it. Like I've yeah, been thinking like I you know, it's tempting to me, like cards full time is something I thought, but I've always like scared to make that leap because like I get it that shows are, are can be great, but like, I guess like when we saw the market really slow down, like last spring into the summer, like, I, I don't know, like stuff just like really wasn't moving that much on eBay and like, it was still moving at shows. So I guess like if you're doing cards for time, is your real focus on those shows, I guess. And then during the week, it's a lot of like prep for those. And I guess also you're probably breaking down like the stuff and the lots that you get at shows. Like to me, I would just, like I've, I've always thought about cards for time, but I'm scared of making the leap because I just don't know, like, like, I don't see the full thing there. Like, you know what I mean? Right, definitely. I think my biggest advice would be to not put your all your eggs in one basket, meaning while going to card shows, I think is like 80% of where I get my inventory. I'm constantly also on Facebook marketplaces or like um, groups, sports, buy, sell, trade groups my slabs ebay uh discord groups i'm gonna shout out ryan's cards loc's discord server real quick hit me up for the um the the link but his marketplace he created a huge marketplace with 2,000 members where you can go on there and buy sell trade i get there's a lot of good deals on there so during the weekend is if there's a show i'm pretty much there during the week it's a lot of refreshing my pages and my news feeds and trying to see what else is out there but yeah it's also a lot of um um crunching the numbers doing the spreadsheets and then getting possibly psa orders getting ready to submit and stuff like that so there's a lot that has to go into it um but when you're sourcing it's definitely trying to find different ways you can source yeah that makes sense there i feel like PSAs def like that's definitely like a good solid like way to do it and like a great way to spend time because it does take a lot of time like sometimes I'm doing that and I'm just like I wish I freaking did this full time because I do not feel like going to work tomorrow after putting this like sub together so that's I, I don't know I've just always been thinking I, and I, it. like on the other side of the coin like I talk to for a living I sell a software that helps eBay stores um basically list quicker. So I talked to a lot of cards by full-time dudes that don't really go to shows and 
you know, they're not, they're not kind of operating quite like Barry. They're more like buying like goodwill pallets and then uploading everything to eBay. And then like every single day they ship like hundreds and hundreds of packets, you know? So that's like a whole nother, there's other ways. I think there's tons of ways to do it. I think, I think like uh, the, the key though, I think what Barry said, if I did, I, I did do it successfully for six months, but I like meaning I survived. I don't know if it wasn't successful necessarily, but I survived and like I paid my mortgage the whole time and everything. But so I think I think the one thing I did well or I could see myself kind of like maybe having success with was, yeah, like eBay during the week. You know, you can be kind of like that and then go to card shows on the weekends and then, you know, kind of playing both games of that of like, you know, and then Barry, you do tons of like. I feel like you're really open-minded as to like what you'll flip. Are you still in that way? Like, it, are you, I know you came from like, you know, doing all sorts of stuff. Like, I think you talk about like pools and every, you've done, every, <laughs> you've done like every little like kind yeah. of flip life thing. It's like in but, your blood, like the, the flip life, right? Yeah. Ever since I was a kid, I've always been a hustler. It's just what my, my parents, I saw them hustling growing up. So it naturally came to me. Um, but when COVID went crazy, it just, it's, it sounds probably scummy to the, to the listeners and I totally get it, but, um, obviously people were stuck at home, all the pools and like everything that you could go outdoors. To I do. did this too. Like I, I bought, I bought and yeah, sold pools too. Know, so it, if that, if that makes you feel any better, I wasn't like <laughs> teeing you up and then being like, look at this evil flipper. No, right, I yeah, yeah. totally. It's, smarter, it's supply and demand. And some yeah. people see card flippers the same way right and in, in, in essentially so yeah I, right now i've been i transitioned from flipping like pools consoles um dude the webcams went crazy <laughs> deep freezers went crazy for a while so i went from doing that to this full-time but whenever a new product comes out that i know is going to go crazy I, i'll focus on that for a little bit for but for now i'd say i'm 95 percent like fully into cards Nice. All right. I have to I have to ask here as a pool connoisseur myself, you guys were flipping pools. What do you put it in someone's backyard? Let them use it for a little <laughs> pick it the hell up and move it to someone nah, else's nah, nah. Walmart, Walmart pools, you know, cold yeah, and above ground, you know, like uh... like they, they, you know, on a summer day when somebody and when pools were out of stock and somebody needs one, they will hit you up and pay just about whatever you want to get their kids off their back. And that's what happened. I didn't buy many. But I had them listed for like triple the price and they're all out of stock at Walmart during COVID. And this oh lady hit me up and was like, done. Like, and she's paid in all cash. And she was like, had her kids in the back. It was just like, let's go. Like, that's um, <laughs> that's amazing. I wish I would have known about stuff like that. Gee, oh I thought God, you guys- it was insane. It like how we're doing Zoom right now and Skype and all that the webcams because everyone's working from home and they need a webcam webcams went out of stock everywhere so every time they would restock on like best buy or walmart all the bots would eat it up or like people that like us that were doing it manually and you could buy a 20 dollar webcam and flip it for a hundred dollars it was insane oh my god that's just money was just like so easy but i like i remember people waiting outside the walmarts and the targets and running to get like prison football like there were so many different ways like you know even at first with the uh hand sanitizer and the lysol wipes and the gloves like that was insane it's 
That was just definitely never touch the essentials. I was more. (laughs) I definitely (laughs) like the. You want to draw the line that you weren't you weren't hoarding PPE? Yeah, I was not hoarding your guys' toilet paper. I promise. (laughs) We we draw the line at pools. For a second, I was like, you guys (laughs) flipping pools. I'm thinking maybe you're like flipping contracts, like you agree to one and get the materials and then sell the contract to another company. Jeez, that is it. But that's interesting. Think about above ground pools. Yeah, people. People did need them. That that's crazy. You still can yeah. flip. You actually still can flip like some pools. I think I don't think that's actually dead because there's a limited supply on like certain ones. Um, Dude, let's look into it. I'm going to start flipping pools. So I'm saying, um, let's talk about like the. I, I mean, this is kind of common stuff, but like hobby news, the fifteen dollars special PSA dropped. Uh, it got it instantly got me to send ten cards because I had ten and I didn't have. Like I didn't have 20. So as soon as it happened, boom, I had a mail mail out. Dimes is the uh Barry, you probably don't know this, but Dimes is the PSA king. So he he is just constantly subbing, like he has a ridiculous amount of cards out and he just buys tons of raw cards to sub them for like the low end specials. Um, what do you think the $15 special? Are you ready to are you gonna like act yeah. on it? Here's the big heads up I'll give to everyone. The max value is now down to 199 bucks. So that's that a big difference from even the monthly special, which was $16 a card. That was $299. $199 does cut off a lot of cards that you might not realize are like 250 bucks. I think the 299 that hundred dollars difference but there like, is big. They're not very they're not very strict on that though. In our in our experience, it's true. I didn't get upcharged on that uh, trout red, so that's that was interesting. You know, they're not strict, but on like the liquid stuff, you got to be kind of careful. Like for example, you know, I wonder what would happen. Like the Luca base are down to like let's say two fifty now. I think as tens, like you think they're upcharging on those with a one ninety nine max value? I doubt it. I don't know. To me, that's not enough of a value difference. I feel like it has to. But I mean, I think it's great. I'm interested to see if it'll keep up. I think one of the reasons is they didn't get as much traction. I was looking at some gem rate graphs. They didn't get as much traction as you would have thought on the $16 special. If you look at the cards mm-hmm. that were submitted, they've been kind of trending downwards the past couple of weeks. PSA has in submissions. I'm sure with this special, it's about to go crazy though. Cause the big difference, I mean, the monthly special, you cut it off at, you know, at ninth at uh 2022 2023 now you can go and get the 90 stuff and send it in like i'll be honest oh, true. You know, i'm looking at like look if i can pick up like tim duncan tops rookies for like five bucks clean try for a psa 10 like to me now you can do that at 15 dollars. you know before that was 19 i think that's a decent difference so uh, i think the big thing though that people have to keep in mind is your 199 dollar max value yeah, That's I agree. I, I, it doesn't scare me, but I don't have a ton of cards that will go like these cards are like, but I did send in some like blue ices that were worth like, you know, 90 bucks for all. So they might get no, 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 how <laughs> so, Barry, how many, how many Sam, how blue ices do you have? Um, I officially have 10. I have an 11th Ooh. one coming in from eBay. And oh then my, my friend God. is giving me, I'm trading my friend for a 12th. So I'll have 12. Oh my gosh. Are those, are those, what is your plan with them? I, cause I haven't seen you sell one. Um, so I officially posted the nines today, just entertaining offers on them. 
because there's eight tens out there and I have five of them. So I'm leaving the nines behind. But my plan with them, honestly, the blue eyes, since I've been in the hobby, have always been one of the most liquid parallels and prism even if it's not a color match the herbert one was is the prettiest blue eyes i've ever seen but i've noticed with any other qb like they move so easily um my plan with them really was i wanted to get to 10 but now that i've gotten past 10 i don't know what to do like i i still have a plan in my head but i'm like do i keep buying them just because i see them out there do i just stop i i don't know at this point i keep kind of contemplating back and forth but my my uh I guess short slash long-term plan is I'd like to move a few by the national and then sit on the rest up until September and maybe move a few more at that Dallas show. Um but- yeah, that's always a good one. People uh in my experience at that show will will pay into the ether, if you will. Um because yeah. <laughs> you could just be like every comp before today was the off season and today yeah. is the season you know and then people are like ah here you go so i had i had somebody uh they 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 paid i want to say like 600 over for me on a herbert um at a 79 no huddle blue uh psa 9 and you know the card is probably worth like what they paid over comp for now like you know it, it went from like over two grand to under a grand i'm sure so like it's crazy but anyway the dallas show right before september is a great time to move football that is for sure i actually want to go to that one for that exact reason um yes last year the september dallas show was opening week if i remember correctly. and i i remember like josh allen played thursday night and he had a i think they lost but he had a really good game and everyone the rest of the week was buying josh allen and then Trubisky on Sunday threw a, a football touchdown, like a passing touchdown. And the optic red auto that I've had for like six months sold for my full ask shortly after he threw that touchdown. I was so happy. Yeah, that's the best. That is the best. Um, so, yeah. All right. So optic came out. Optic football came out. I agree. Not too exciting. Not not. Uh, I think yeah. this class is kind of people aren't true. Like, even though Barry's collecting her, uh, Sam Howe, uh, uh, um, Blue Ices, like, I don't know that this class is really exciting to many people, and especially when you're getting into, like, not Prism products. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think with Optic, it's tough. Um, Optic, I remember, it wasn't really that hot of a product until, like, 2018. That's when it finally got taken seriously as, like, an actual chrome. Like, the hollows in there were not seen as, like, silvers at all and you know it's interesting it's almost like optics starting to come back down on the other side of that um there's optics kind of annoying there's a lot of like quality control issues the past couple years with the surfaces it's a great eye appeal i think the hollow finish looks great it's just sometimes you take a closer look and it's covered in dimples or it looks like a cat got angry at it and scratched it to pieces so and that, that's like my one thing. I don't know. Just maybe there wasn't that much buzz around it because it's the QB class and because it's this class, you know, that we have. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think the I don't know. I guess the 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 the, the hits from Optic just like really haven't stayed popular 
post 2021 like boom and like you know the downtowns are big still but I can't think of too many coveted parallels outside of gold like it's not like prism where you have like mojo blue ice um you know tie-dye you know for select and like I don't know there's not as many of those like super coveted parallels um outside of gold and optic and I do think that that makes it like not a super fun product to open um, there's not as many like great things to do. I I think the downtowns are great, um, but yeah, maybe it does have a good bit to do. A little bit of the product, but I think the class isn't helping at all. I think people, you know, they like a couple of the guys in the class, but it's not like driving them to ultimately buy every product that re gets released. Like, and I think that's what when someone when people are really excited about rookies, like there will be a buyer for every level of card, you know, and, and I, this isn't it, you know? Um, yeah. I think they really dropped the ball with the design. It's just ugly <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And everything, everyone I've talked to is we're just not messing with the design. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. The, the, that look where like, they're not sticker autos, but they look like sticker autos. Cause they're like that faded box and the, off yep. center border now this year yeah, where you can't tell centering and yeah and then yeah. i opened two blasters this weekend and they all the corners were all bent so there's dimples and scratches on the cards it's oh. just good i hate that you open a box it looks like the cards in there all got in a fight with a cat before it all scratched <laughs> up and i hate that shit like that that just drives me nuts. Like it happened to me a couple of weeks ago. I bought some stuff, looking to rip and sub it, and like after the first few packs, I was like, I can't. Like it was just unbearable. Like <laughs> every card, just the dimples all over, and the lines oh, coming terrible. from the dimples, and then the index. It looks like somebody at the factory is taking their fingernails and sticking them into the back of every card before they pull them up. There's fingerprint like holes in the back of it. it or fingernail, that's what it is. They're taking right. their fingernails, just stabbing them into the cards. Better just to buy it on eBay. Then I feel like the other people have more luck than than when you actually mm -hmm. rip it yourself. Like yeah, and then and then you go on eBay and you buy a, a single card and it comes in like perfectly clean, like an easy <laughs> PSA ten. You're like nice. I would Don, say. Oh my if, bad. Very good. No, you're good. If you see any clean of like the quarterback class from this year, like Ritter and Howell, any clean optic, it might be worth to pick them up just because they are so cheap. Like they have a a lower floor, but I think their ceiling is still considerably higher if they were to perform well beginning of the season. But I've seen a lot of quality issues with the optic release. Like it doesn't seem like majority of the cards are very clean. Yeah, I agree. That's good to know, though, because yeah, I've noticed like Ritter is super cheap. Like the low end Ritter singles are like really cheap, like almost like they're, they're priced as if he's not a starter. That's the big difference right. to me. It seems like he's priced as someone who's going to be fighting for a starting job or basically in a backup job. Yeah. So I that, that Ritter and Singles haven't been announced starters. So I think if they were both to be announced, I think that would help their prices, but that's just me speculating. Yeah. Cause I don't, you haven't heard the, like the actual football analysis buzz is like non-existent for both of those players. Like this is purely cards and hobby. Like I right. haven't heard one person in my dynasty fantasy league talk like, 
you know who's going to have a good year? Like Ritter. Like that's not like a, an actual like narrative or Sam Howell for that matter. So right. I, but I wanted to ask you this, Barry, like in your football opinion, do you believe, and maybe, maybe this is like putting you on the spot here, but uh, I'll ask it to you anyway. It doesn't matter. There's not that many people that listen to the pod, so you don't have to worry too much. <laughs> but uh, do you believe that like Sam Howell is a good player or do you, or I'll just leave it there. Like, is oh. do you believe he's a good player? Like, is that why you're investing in him? So honestly, I, I wouldn't buy a player if I didn't think they had a chance at succeeding. Okay. And ju- we only got a small sample size of him playing um, preseason Cowboys game, you know, obvious college tape. But I honestly, any college tape, I really disregard because the NFL is a different beast. But I like what I saw. And he did very well for going against a top defense like that. And I'm not saying he's Mahomes. I would never say he's Mahomes, but the way he was moving around the field and found his guys just gave me a little bit of a taste in of what he could possibly do if he were to have his own team. So I believe in him. I don't necessarily believe in Ritter, but Ritter has a very easy schedule. It almost reminds me of the Eagles, no shade, last year with their <laughs> opening um, and how they got those um, five wins right off the bat, right? So Ritter has – they had a great draft, and they got some key free agent pickups. So I could see why people are buying Ritter. But I really see the talent somehow myself. Nice. But we'll, I like that. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to, I, I wanted to ask though. I just wanted to see, um, but because I think that there's a play either way. I mean, I totally, uh, you know, like I bought a Jordan Love card and flipped it right away because somebody offered me more money. What I wasn't planning on holding the Jordan Love card and watching him play football. Like it was completely just because I knew I was getting a good enough price and that I had enough time before he would play football to move it, which I think is fine too. Um, uh yeah what else we got here so i want to like or dimes actually have you what are your been your recent pickups have you been buying a lot recently yeah i mean since the 15 dollars special came out it's been (laughs) you you started cracking your knuckles as soon as that got that dropped out (laughs) i uh as soon as that came i thought about calling my boss and letting him know i quit now yeah yeah, it's It's been pretty bad. I mean, I, I'm like attached to my phone. Like I'm trying to pull myself away from it. I'll be like, like a kid, will be, like somebody, you know, somebody will be talking to me and I'll be like uh, in the back of my head. I'm like that auction was ending in two minutes, 52 seconds. The last time I looked at my phone, I'll just be like trying to get out of a conversation. I'll be like, yeah, anyway, have a good one. Just like turn around, bit on the card. It's, it's bad. Like, some kids but like will, some kids like, can you help me with my? And you're just like, hey, shut up! You know, I'm trying to bid on cards. Like here. in a minute after I win this card, I can. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, the one thing I have noticed though, it seems like with all the different selling platforms, like whatnot, and you know, you got so much different stuff now as opposed to like two years ago. I feel like eBay is like kind of dry in a way with good singles i think there's a lot of other places i mean even like i I don't know like today i learned about an app like card shop live which is kind of like whatnot it's just you know similar idea and it's there's so many different ways like that that people are selling it's like during covid we were so used to everything being on ebay everything it's so many copies now it's like so many people do cards full time and don't even use ebay and it's like 
it, it, so it is interesting. I think one thing that I got to get better at, and I want to actually decide I'm going to join that LLC, Ryan Cards LLC group me or whatever it is. Nice. And uh, I'll join it's, that. It's, it's, a, it's a Discord uh if, but i know that's like a, i think group me I, I don't know if that oh, exists anymore they disbanded in 2010 really so I'm, just, I'm just messing i have no idea oh i was gonna say <laughs> but but yeah i think one thing that i need to force myself to do is start looking in wider places like i need like some days when i'm not doing a show i gotta get my ass up on a saturday morning find some local little shitty show go there and just buy and look through the boxes and force myself to do it because i think I think one thing I've been starting to get lazy with just look opening up the eBay app and trying to rinse through that. Like, I feel like there's so many other ways that I need to start doing things. Like even like Barry mentioned Facebook marketplace, like I'm not even on Facebook. Like maybe I should think about that. Yeah, for sure. I, I actually, uh, I can't say I blame you. I literally search uh, blue ice at slash 99 on eBay every day. Like I look at that and probably multiple times a night. Cause I just like, I don't know. You never know when you're going to see a blue ice that you want to bid on. Um, and I agree. I, I don't, I'm not doing Sam Howe, but, but maybe I haven't had that option because Barry's been buying them all, but <laughs> yeah, I have, but like, I just, anybody, I look for, you know, all the blue ices also. I, they are so liquid. They're beautiful cards. Um, and also the, tw- I think the new this year prism, uh, uh, conversely to to optic was is really designed awesome and it looks really cool and I don't really know I've cool. like I've liked buying it. I'm a big fan. Yeah, as you can tell. <laughs> as you can tell, yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, yeah, you had on here dimes that the uh, about the LeBron at a 99 RPA. Oh yeah, some... did you see that? I forget the exact number. Did either of you see that the LeBron? Maybe I like read it wrong, but I feel like I saw something where that LeBron not at a 23, he had a 99 his RPA. The but exquisite? I think did it have like a yeah. big bad sale? I know that. I mean, I kind of just like to be honest, like when I see like oh no another bad sale, like I just kind of like blind to that i just like don't even look at it it looks like it's all on pwcc no i think it was yeah it was golden june 1st 2023 the out of 99 that's graded authentic with the 10 auto did 156 gram which surprises wow for that card is low i mean wasn't there a zion out of 99 that was graded much better i think it was like a true gem plus Pretty sure there was a Zion true out of 99 that did over like a half milli at one point. No joke. Like literally, as I and this is LeBron with it. Authentic. It's interesting, the authentic. It must be maybe it's altered in some way, and people knew that, but like not too long before that, and out of 99 BGS 8.5 LeBron on May 26 on PWCC did 384 grand. So this did well less than half of that just a week later is it because of the authentic as opposed to the eight five is it because the patch was also not necessarily as strong not too big of a difference i mean what do you think why is there such a difference there why are these falling i don't know i i, I don't know i don't know if you know barry i i was maybe speculating like you know how the uh i think there's been a lot of accusations on the patches being replaced Ooh. um uh, on some of these cards specifically this card i think is a pretty common accusation i have no idea but i do think i know people really like you know don't value authentic on thick card like that they're thinking that's like a six um or lower or something like that so i mean 
the eight five should be more expensive, but to me, 150 K just like seems so low for, for an out of 99 exquisite card when you know, like what some other cards have sold for, um, what other people's true NTs go for that just won't have like LeBron's going to be a household name in 70 years. Like it's not going to not, right. you're not going to not know who LeBron James is. He will go down just like Wilt Chamberlain or somebody like that. Like he will be known um, as a household name. So I do think that that's a low sale. That's insane. What's sell for? Which one? 150. Oh and yeah. That one. What? Uh, the last one did 380. So the 150 was a recent sale? Yeah. 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 They, but they were only a week apart. The 150 just sold June 1st and oh, the wow. 380 sold May 26th. So they were a week apart. There's just a difference in the grading. I just think it, there's a lot of reasons that obviously it could be why the sale is lower. But I I agree that. People, when they see authentic, they're just like, oh, does that mean just the card's authentic and the patch isn't authentic? Ooh. There's been many times where people crack a card and resubmit it, and then PSA or Beckett's like, oh, we can't do this because it's been altered. I think Alt is going through a similar situation with the Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. I don't know yep. what the card is, but it's, it's gold, I think. It's yeah. true gold. Yep. I would yeah. rather, if I'm spending that much money, I'm, I would want something that's already has a, like a true grade on it personally. Yeah, if you're getting to that like that like fu money anyway too, it's like you know yeah these people if they can buy the hundred and fifty they're probably buying the three hundred thousand no problem the the LeBron, um, yeah I mean I don't know I think it's all kind of it's all kind of weird you know and like that the basketball market in general has just been pretty soft it's kind of been disappointing like our heroes are not coming through for us like think about twenty nineteen class decimated 2018 disappointing you know 2020 another loser like you know like we're all (laughs) how many classes in a row we're just gonna lose like it everything's been really bad in the basketball market like we I think as a sport and you notice and that that's like think about the timing of all of this with football becoming increasingly like more popular in the card market and like becoming the true like liquid thing where basketball cards were once I think a little bit ahead. Um, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, we need Victor Wemby to, to raise us out of the ashes and also like work and come through for the hobby and not, not be somebody that people invest a ton of money in and lose, but like he's got to work for basketball cards and the, the, the card market. I just personally think it's going to take so much more than Victor to revive the basketball market. Obviously, his stuff is super hot right now. His redemptions are going crazy. But for we don't know how his career is going to turn out right. But we we I as a card enthusiast and you know reseller and collector, I in my opinion for the basketball market to go back to a healthier place basketball in general needs to be more exciting I, I aren't they losing fans like every year oh, Not yeah. that up. Yeah. okay R- ratings are going down for nba horribly i can't be i have the attention span of a cat i probably watch one quarter of every game so far in this playoff series and just go back to my phone um 
it's just I don't know what they can do though to make it more exciting, but like also keep the integrity of the game that you know everyone knows and loves. Hmm. I agree with that. I think this this finals is really particularly hard. Like I, I watched a little bit of it, but I just don't care that much. Like it's hard to fully for me to care. Now, I think if what what it's missing is LeBron for me. Like, you know, like LeBron was a staple in the finals for like a decade and him not being there. I think the NBA really like that hurts it. And then like, it's like, we need like Luca or somebody else with true star power to step up. Like I, and that's not happening right now, but. LeBron can only carry for so long. Like dude's pushing a hundred, you know, Somebody else needs to step up. We need we need right. that guy. We need that's why I mean maybe it's not Victor and maybe it takes more than Victor, but it's probably Victor and someone else like having like a huge duel or whatever. But maybe it's Luca, Luca versus Victor for the next 10 years. Ooh, but we yeah. need something, you know, we need a real draw. We need like an actual thing to watch. Cause like yeah, I just don't. What is the what is the the marketability of the of the Heat Nuggets series like? Right, I don't know. I mean, like, it's cool to see these guys about to win their possible first rings, but you know, over the last decade, we as much as if you weren't a fan of Curry or LeBron, like seeing them go head to head was exciting. It brought a lot of people into the finals and watching those series. So, I think the the market needs to not just two, but more teams that are very marketable and that have a lot of competition to bring. Yeah. More parity is there. Yes. Like more like, you know, the ability for other teams to win. I guess we have that, the heat, but we need it with like, like a team with like a young star that, um, you know, could really be marketed or something. I don't know. Maybe the uh, James Hardenless Sixers and my Tyrese Maxey next year. (laughs) I'm just kidding. That's my that was my fandom coming back. But he's just unfortunately so injury prone. Yeah. Like he he like is super marketable as far as like social media wise. Yeah, true. Um all right. I think that's that's all of our uh our questions for the regularly scheduled programming. Um it's been great talking to you, Barry. I think we got like a ton of cool stuff and uh you brought like a unique perspective that we haven't had on the pod. So appreciate you joining. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. Yes. Check her out uh, at very nice cards on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and yeah, thanks again for listening to the dime boxing with Delco podcast. <laughs>